The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasher Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Tuesday. Demarie Lachey is in the studio. Of course. It's Taco know. Tuesday. It's Tito Tuesdays, baby. Tito Tuesdays. Ooh. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me uh let me, dangerous. How, let me show you how 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 Tito's it is. It's dangerous on a Tuesday. It's Tito's Tuesday. <laughs> it's baby Tito Tuesday. Yeah, baby Tito Tuesday. I ain't, I'm not drinking it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I, got, I got stuff to do today. We do have a lot to talk about. Um there's always news and it's up to date. That's the one thing I like about sports. Uh one of the questions. I'm going to ask you, I guess I'll ask you somewhere in the show, might be one of the second things. Okay. But when I say to you, you I want to know what, I want to see your expression, and I want to know what the first words come out your mouth when I say this to you. Vincey Glenn. I see your expression is that it's dumbfounded. You mm-hmm. don't know. Right. <laughs> you don't know. How, don't, <laughs> how do you not know Vincey Glenn? It's, the name sounds familiar, yeah, but it it, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it sounds familiar. But you got to give me one of his highlights, one of his highlighted moments in life. 103 yard interception for a touchdown. San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Against Denver. Yeah. You still don't know. He's from, it's, it's, from Baltimore. Maryland. It's not as cloudy. He was born. He was born in Grambling. He was born in Grambling, Louisiana. But he uh-huh. he grew up in since he was seven to eight eight years old. He grew up in Baltimore. Okay. Damn, that's too bad you don't know him. Nope. He a sycamore, too. That's what I... <laughs> no, no, you did. You ain't no, I him. promise. No, I promise. I'm like Vincey Glenn. I promise you ain't know. Yes, I did. His picture's on the wall. Yeah, he said it's on yeah, the wall. It's he on say, the wall. He up there with Larry Bird. Yeah, he's up there with... Yeah, Vincey Glenn. One of the... Yeah, sycamore. What am I talking about? He played with my head coach. I know exactly. Funny dude. Yeah, he... Hilarious. Yeah, I, I know gonna... all about Vincey Glenn. I, no, 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 you don't. No, yes, I don't. do because he came. He came to name, our homecoming game. When I said his name, I, you, I you, said could, it was you know all about Vince Glenn. I said his name. <laughs> you gave me that look like uh, I know what? all about him. You gave me you, what? <laughs> I was surprised you knew what. I was testing you. You won't test. You can know. That's my guy. Vince Glenn is my guy. No, that's funny. That's I was with Vince Glenn all last night, all yesterday, all last night. I was with some Hall of Famers. You know. Andre Reed. I ain't had nothing to he, do yesterday. He either. gave me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know your schedule, man. Man, I, yeah. well, well, I, when I left, I went. To, <laughs> when I left, I, um, I went to golf. Yeah. Uh, and Jerry Colangelo's uh, golf event and uh-huh. uh, Marla Zimmerman for prostate cancer, which is huge. If you don't have your prostate, so you're still a young guy, but still, when it's time, uh-huh. that's something you want to do. Uh, get your prostate checked, especially African American uh, at, at a certain age, mm-hmm. or once you get to a certain age. But I, I suggest everybody, regardless, and there's a lot of. Uh, the survivors in this thing, guys that I know, which is crazy. You never know until you know. I guess that's the obvious, but there's a lot of survivors in that, and then you wonder how guys get it or even that they had it. 
So that's what I was doing yesterday. I was there in a golf tournament when I left the show. Mm-hmm. Shit, I, I really didn't leave the show. I was about five minutes. Then I got on the phone. So, you know, Vincent was playing. We was out mm-hmm. all, we was out talking, doing the stuff. A lot of Hall of Famers there. We set in uh, after mm-hmm. one of my favorites, Larry Sanders, football wise. Well, he's good. He's a good person overall. Look at you looking up. <laughs> up. No, but, I ain't uh, gotta look up. I know. <laughs> I know, know Vinci. That's crazy. <laughs> no, no we was out all night. And then you say man. he's a funny dude. He's is. But he's no worries. I can see two things. I can see in him. That Baltimore. First of all, where he's from originally, where he was born. That Southern draw. You cannot get rid of, rid of that Southern draw. I'm from Virginia. I still talk like I'm from Virginia. Yes, you do. Right. You do. Now, and I've been gone forever, but but growing up in Baltimore is that's in him. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Baltimore, you just I'm like, dude, are you from where I'm from? He said, "Where's that?" I said, "Virginia." He said, "I was Baltimore, right there." Mm-hmm. He know the whole area. He know my area. Mm-hmm. Seven cities. Bad news represent. Uh, <laughs> I should stop saying bad news because you know what, Virginia was. Oh, man, express your city, man. No, express on what they known for. Because of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> some bad boys. They 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 um. Uh, they're known for a lot of things, a lot of great things, but what get publicized, and I don't know if that's right or wrong, is is when you say bad news. Fifty Cent got a song. He talking about bad news VA. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna try to pull it up, but he he talking about bad news VA. That's just they know. Jay Z talking about I'm doing what I gotta do in VA. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Biggie VA. I don't want that. That's good stuff because when you don't know better, you can say that stuff and you say, "Oh, he representing our hometown. He representing us." But then when you what they really representing is, I'm getting that weight, pushing that weight on bad news VA. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, Vincent Glenn, we were out, man. But I could hear that's those crazy, two things. man. Man, you should have. You should, last night. This is the first time I ain't really had to pay for nothing. I ain't wow. Really to, <laughs> I ain't really had to pay. I ain't really had to get the credit yeah, card. Yeah, you said all Jerry, Jerry Colangelo, so. Yeah, but but, but afterwards, we, went, we, we, we stayed out. Uh, we hung out. Like, Man, that's crazy. Out. So you it was all of us. Vin- How long is he in town? Man, I could. I, call, I tell him to call in. I, I, you know what? I told, I told, that's my guy. He's golfing right now. He's at the uh, okay. ASU. He told me he was going to golf. But if I say call in, he'll call in. Man, I said, I got somebody. I, I said, one of my co hosts is right now, man. I might take him to lunch right now. Cool. Dang, that's Fun. crazy. Cool, he didn't say that. That's he my guy. The, look, he was in San Diego for four years, playing wise. Right. Dude got the key to the city. He got everybody on speed dial. Mm-hmm. Everybody on speed dial. He ain't that guy to brag about it. You know, you know how he is. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, but he's yeah. down to earth. And he he say is what down to earth, man. But I like him. He say what it is. Mm-hmm. He say what it is. <laughs> he he remind me of uh, I say me. He just he, he say <laughs> what it on, is, man. man. He's a good guy, man. He remind man. me of myself, just older. No, like you didn't even know him. First of all, yes, I did. Second of all, you didn't. I said the name was Cloudy, but I'm like, how did the name is Vincey Glenn? Like, it's see, a, I thought his like I knew Vincey because everybody that's his nickname. His real name, what Vince? And he goes, but when you said Vincey, I was like, okay, it's a cloud. I know I what he's put talking Vincey about. And Vincent but together. I didn't get the last name. We just called him. He said, "Call me Vincey. Don't call me nothing else." Yeah, that's what. Yeah, well, I call him. He Pete, was. Man. Oh, he got us pumped up. Let me give you one story about him real quick. Go ahead. First time I met him, two years ago, homecoming game. Mm-hmm, we No, three years ago. It was my sophomore year. We, uh, you know, because I, I went to a program that was terrible. They ain't had a winning season like over. Who, who the Sycamores? Yeah. They ain't had a winning season over a decade. And Sycamores when I playing. got there, you're right. So <laughs> we'll let me continue. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, so, so he comes in homecoming. He gives a speech. I mean, he had us cracking up rolling. 
but he kept it real. Like you were saying, I mean, he was yeah, straightforward yeah, yeah. with us. He was, you know, not watching his language. So he was using, you know, like, but he, he was straightforward with it. Yeah, he got that country accent. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards, you know, everybody walking up to him, shaking his hand. He come up straight to me, was like, oh, you the funny one on the team, huh? Oh, that's because y'all look the same color. I said, what you mean? He was like, you the funny one. You the one that outspoken. I was, and everybody already knew. Like, mm-hmm. they know around the locker room. I'm that guy that <laughs> just come in, you're going to have a good time. So me and him just started cracking jokes back and forth with one another. Awesome dude, man. That's crazy. I thought I'd never. That story better hold crazy. up when I when I when he call in. That story better hold up. It will. <laughs> I may have to remind him. He is a little He's older. A, I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, he uh, Vincent fifty. He fifty years old. He, yeah. But the good thing about athletes, I, I, I say a high percentage of them, they could be fifty, fifty five. They look like they still play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people think I still play, or or am I getting ready for the season? I don't even work <laughs> out like that. I'm like. Nah, this is this this Roscoe Lasseter. This this, this Roscoe Lasseter. My grandfather, man. My grandfather. This 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 the Lasseter stuff in me. <laughs> it's the Lasseter blood. Shit, you got the Lasseter blood in me. You, you damn near an X man. <laughs> you got you an X man. You look like you've been hitting oh, the stairmaster a little bit. Yeah, I got to man. I got to. <laughs> oh, I'll be dead in a year. Oh man. Oh, uh, so Vincey Glenn. Yeah, we was home, we was hanging out. It was That's good. Awesome man. It's good. And then Curry, man. These I was with the Hall of Famer. Curry. Was, this guy's from Yuma, Arizona. Yuma. Yuma. Hall of Famer. Yuma, Arizona. I just need to get back. I've been to Yuma, man. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to Yuma, and it was it was interesting. They got a lot of historical stuff. They got a museum out there about the prison. Uh, what about the per- prison? Um, the history of it and the history of Yuma. I, I guess you would say everyone has that in their, mm-hmm. in their town. But Carrie Huff, man. Not Huff, but carried the Hall of Fame. I used to call them Hall of Famers, but it was it was good. We was hanging out there, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was? There was a lot of guys out there with us. Uh, Paul Warfield, Paul Warfield, one of the greatest. Uh, these guys get in. Was it? It was a prostate cancer. Pro, it was. A, it was a, uh, a organization. Oh, tournament. A tournament. It was a golf tournament, but a, okay. a lot of those, a lot of those um, guys come out for this. And it was it this. It just happened to be for prostate. So you know, when I do my stuff, I'm gonna call them. The thing about it is, you got to fly them out here. And I had a problem with uh, flying them out here. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> you gotta get your own way out here. I get your room. Yeah, I, I get, get your, your room. room. <laughs> I get your room. You wanna uh, come on out? But no, that was that was a good evening, man. So eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Demi Lachey in the studio. Jameis Winston, Tito Tuesday. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, Tito. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to think. I, I'm, I don't like – there's too many interviews going on with Jameis Winston. It's too many. Who is this for? Why? Uh, I know he's uh, projected the first – to be the first round, first pick in the first round. Too many interviews. Because now I'm starting to look at him and I'm starting to think he's um, he's saying all the right things. Every interview, he's saying the right things. Mm-hmm. And you don't have you. You are twenty years old. You don't know all the right things. So he's saying all the right things, and and a lot of times they say, "Well, he's being coached." I'm like, "So what? He's being coached. He's been coached all his life. He's been coached to be possibly the number one. You can never take that away from him." Michael Vick, the number one in the first round. Mm-hmm. Any anybody, any of these guys being drafted, the first pick in the first round. How could you take that away from them? You know, they, that's a that's something that's that's historical. That's something you could say in 2015, 2015, who was the number one pick? That's trivia. 
Who's the number one pick in the draft? It could be Jameis Winston. It can be Mariota. Mm-hmm. And with all the talks, I think enough of the interviews. I think now it's time for you to focus on getting ready for the league. I think if Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you're going to pick him first, send him the playbook right now. Go ahead and send him the playbook because you can control the draft right now. You're the first pick. There's nothing else that can happen unless somebody throw you tons of money and tons of, of draft picks. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of second and third rounders for that first round pick, which in my opinion is way more valuable than having the first pick. But you have a need, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have a need for a quarterback. So mm-hmm. if this is if this guy, first of all, you worked him out the other day. Uh, Mary Ola's working out for San Diego today. You worked James out the other day. You worked both of those guys out, in fact. So you know who your number one pick is. Send that guy the playbook, enough of the interviews, cut all all the uh, rhetoric, cut all all of the um, suspicion of who's going to be what. You know, you know The drama is over. It's mm-hmm. going to be one or two of those guys. But it could actually be in that top ten picks, the first ten guys can mm-hmm. actually go number one. Absolutely. They can go number one. But I'm starting to hear James Winston. He's saying all the right words. He's saying it in every interview. Um, and he's being coached up, but I can't I can't punish him for being coached up to say the right things. He's been coached all his life. We've been coached all our lives. Say the right things. The number one pick is prestigious pick. No one can take that away from you. Uh, what was it, Demarcus Russell? He was number one pick, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. you can't take that away from him. He stink as a pro. His game was terrible as a pro. Mm-hmm. But he comes in, and again, I go back to my psychology of these players and mm-hmm. why they don't have a psychiatrist on deck. But you can't trade that number one pick. And then he has somebody in his corner. You bring this Yeah, up. he you got somebody on his team that, that just didn't help his status at all. I don't think so. And I think it was just like his mentor or manager uh, in James Winston. And, you know, he came out last week stating that James Winston is not ready off the field. And then goes up and tries to clean it up in the same <laughs> interview or article that I read about with him stating, well, who is ready off the field? No rookie is ready to step into the NFL, be ready with what's going on off the field, how to handle that aspect of business not not saying that James is not ready on the field because absolutely he's he showed it he's proved it his body says it all but off the field that's where James lacked with you and, know his you, discipline and, and you know what that guy might be right he might be right I don't know who's he's saying. absolutely right I agree but yeah. to have that in James Winston corner I think that's a little say the right well, things I, well I mean he <clears throat> okay he's not running away from the truth from the manager, from the mentor, what he mentioned. He's not running away from the truth. Yeah, Jameis Winston's not ready off the field. Pretty sure Johnny Manziel's not ready. Uh, but they don't make Sam that. Sam Bradford's they, probably not, wasn't they, ready. They don't make that those issues. But we know but Johnny, you can't bring that to the table. You can't bring you, can that you really up. be that honest when you're dealing with a client? Don't you think that Jameis Winston, if he handled what he handled when it happened in college, that immediately after, the, after he's done playing football, uh, he just cleared himself for the draft. Then you bring it back to the table and get it out the way. Like James, James Winston, like everyone else, should be able to say this to the media. I address this, and it depends on who you are. He's such a young kid, he's a young person, a veteran, or somebody with some st- um, some time in the game mm-hmm. will say this, and we'll and we'll shut it down. James Winston, Winston should be able to say, "I'm gonna address this right now, and I'm not bringing this up again because what I did was totally wrong, or uh, possibly." A hundred times wrong in most of you guys' eyes. Mm-hmm. What I did was wrong. You'll never see that guy again. You'll never see that Jameis Winston again. 
uh, I made some mistakes. But he said that several times. He might have That's said that in that exact statement, but he he said that numerous times. He said it during his NFL, uh, what is it, at the Combine. Combine's pro day. Yeah, uh, media. Um, uh, when he does those interviews and all those things, I, I'm not breaking it back up because I, now I got to fo- uh, focus on my next chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many chapters we have in our lives, but if you sit down, like like if either one of us sit down, then we could create and find out what chapters we, like, we had in our lives. Athletically, this is going to be his second chapter. Mm-hmm. Because, I, and I say that second because you can go back to when he played high school football. You can go back to the mentorship that he might have had or might have not had. You can go back to, you can come to college and the, and the things he's done did in college and things that he did not do mm-hmm. or handle well. And now, why do the media, for the sake of having a story or bash him because you don't like him or praise him because you do, the sake of having a story, why keep bringing up his past if he's trying to move forward? Because the same thing with Jordan Speed. We're we talking about every kid in the world should be like him. He's 21 years old. What, that, that might be good, but every kid in the world don't come from where he comes from. Mm-hmm. Every kid in the world don't have what he had as a family base. So why, so why in James Winston? And James Winston had, has had those things, some of those things. So why bring it up when he's trying to move forward? Because you're not saying it. I haven't heard any bad things about Mariota except at, at football. Mm-hmm. And not, and maybe it's because he didn't have no personal life. He didn't have, not a personal life, he didn't have those distractions or he didn't go out there with the crab legs and he didn't stand on top of a table and say some things. So there's nothing for him to talk about. But but you finding everything right to say about him and you bring it up that they're talking about drafting him number one. Mm-hmm. To me, that's crazy. Yeah, I walked in the door today, and that's the biggest news story I heard over sports is um, how they they talking about drafting Marcus Mariota number one. How he's moved up on a lot of projections and mock drafts, and because he's having you know pretty good workouts one day, then a decent one the next day, and not so good one the other the other day. But you know, and then with uh, James Winston mentor hitting that point and that statement coming out last week. You know, a lot of clubs are like stepping a step back. Like, why would your own mentor, why would your own camp bring that out in discussion? I understand you want to keep it real. You're trying to keep it real. But, you know, it's just talks. It's just articles being read about. But Marcus Mariota, really, I mean, over James Winston right now, I, I, I still don't see it to this day. I don't – he's a good – he's a good, great college quarterback. I think he's going to be good in the NFL. But, honestly, would you even trade up for a guy like Marcus Mariota? I, I wouldn't unless you have trade bait. Unless you, unless you would the, you trade up for a guy because you seen what well, yeah, St. Louis for, did with well, Sam <laughs> how they Bradford, did uh, Bradford, how they did Sam Bradford. Yeah, they traded up or yeah, they traded up and then the same deal with RG three. Washington traded up and you see how that story turned out. Is he really that type of guy where you trade nine draft picks only for or this for two picks or only, something? Only for this reason, I have to be the Tennessee Titans with the number two pick and hope. And hope and have a deal on already set in place with the San Diego Chargers. I'm drafting him, but we trading for him, and you're gonna give me this, 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 and Philip Rivers, and you can have uh, Mariota to start your new franchise or start your new direction, mm-hmm. maybe as the L.A. Chargers or maybe. Yeah, because he had a good workout in San Diego. Right, but you bring you you you've been to um, you've been to that stadium in San Diego. We can build one of those right now out of some dirt and water. <laughs> yeah, it, it is terrible. It's coming down, mm-hmm. but. It's San Diego. It's too relaxed. Nobody's really in a sense of urgency to go to the game when you got the Pacific Beach right there. Right. You're not really in a – most of them, 
not not most of them, some of them are transplants that go there and just want to enjoy the sunshine and beaches. So you don't have that sense of urgency of wanting to go to a game, but you gotta have. Love to go to a game on that San Diego beach with that weather. Yeah, it's, it's if if they move the stadium, where they move the stadium is a huge problem. That stadium has to come down. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We gonna take a quick break. Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. It is Tito's Tuesdays, although I got to figure out what I'm going to eat because it is Taco Tuesday, but I got to... I'm in a quandrum. I'm in a bind. You're not in a taco mood. That's what you're saying. I am, um, I can be. The longer I wait, I can be. The longer <laughs> I wait, I might be in a fast food mood. <laughs> and I don't, I don't only fast food. You, can you call it Chipotle fast food? Ah. Let me tell you what they built in. It's a dine-in, so I don't. But you can get it, yeah. It's, get, you get there's it no pick-up window? No, no. Can't no get it. Window. Okay, so you call it pick-up windows fast food. Absolutely. Okay. Huh. I, I can, uh, I'll go with that until I can further think on it. But i go with that. Because Chipotle, yeah, you could dine in and you have a good time dining in, but you could take it to go and it's still still, still good when you get home or wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. They are building. You ever had Smashburger? I haven't had it. I heard about it. Yeah. I heard about it. I've seen it around town. You need a shower after you had a Smashburger. That thing gets good. Really? I, I, but, I, but you know what? <laughs> I, I heard stopped, about um, it, man. Yeah, Smashburger's good. Somebody man. just talked to me about it yesterday, matter of fact. Oh, it's yeah. the second day I heard about it. They building one right on uh, Alma School in Queen Creek. Right there on the corner. Right Alma there. School. Okay. By, by um, mm-hmm. was it by um, 
that McDonald's and but yeah, but on the other mm-hmm. side, on the um, northeast side corner. Okay. Yeah, right there by that where that old Applebee's used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. So be so good. Is that a dine-in or is that a fast? You could, yeah, you could dine-in. It's dine like in. Chipotle. Where there's there's you, no. It's okay. There's no. Del- you can get delivered. No, you can't get it. Delivered. All right, <laughs> you can't get it delivered. You can't. <laughs> but there's no drive-through neither. So how you defined it? It's a dine-in. It's fine. You haven't been, but when you say, you let me know. All right. It's fast food. It could be. It could be. It's good fast food because you can get some healthy stuff there. I think the healthy part of it might change the dynamics where. Everybody who considers themselves a fast food should have been doing that in the first place. But when mm-hmm. you can make so much money serving bad food and mm-hmm. and, and you don't care. Why stop now? <laughs> why stop now? I'm making millions, exactly. billions. I'm making billions serving you bad food. Mm-hmm. When you know better, you do better. Because I haven't had McDonald's in I don't know how long. But, you know, like now, like I said, I'm, hung, I'm hungry right now. Mm-hmm. But in Virginia, we say hungry. Hungry. But it's hungry. Um, but you know what it is. Um yeah. Y'all also so, say so, ass. This, I asked you that. Ax, I will ask you that. A-X. I know what you say. Ask, <laughs> you I say A X X E. No, I don't. I say ask. Don't try to put that K I in say ask. Now. I do say it. All right, we'll see. Go ahead, ask me a question. Yeah, go and ask me a question. <laughs> that ain't you at all. That ain't Virginia. Oh, I might use Alan Iverson be pissed right now if you came up. What? And what are you going to do what when you get smacked? What are you talking you better be glad I don't have my old phone with the number because I, I, you know, I said how these guys' numbers in here. Oh, Iverson. Yes. Newport News, Virginia. Bad News, VA. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get um. Okay, we were talking Jameis Winston, Mariota. Ah, we were talking San Diego. What they going? San now, Diego. I'm telling you what they going to do. You put a stadium on that, on that soft. You, you can't put it on soft sand beach. You can't do that next now. to that water. It's you go check out some football as soon as you get out to the game. You right there on the beach. But you know what's down there? Wait, wait, Even what they should have been. See, you talking about um, see the baseball parks down there. The Padres play down right. there. That stadium is fairly new, but I, mm-hmm. I said what's fairly new? Seven years. That thing, ten years. That thing is um, perfect in the perfect place. You go down to. I've been down there to a baseball game when they first built the stadium. So when was the, so when was the last time I was there? Two thousand four. So yeah, okay. So it's probably eleven years old stadium. 11, 12 years old, which is new in the stadium world. Still not even a teenager yet. But we went to a game down there. And when you got the game, there's so much to do already downtown. So mm-hmm. I think all – because the owners in the – owners, franchises, business companies, they get in the way of themselves. They want their own thing. They don't like competing. You want your players to compete on the field. Why don't you compete as an owner? And I, I, I could say the most part of them, for the most part, some of them do. Because I would have a stadium. Let me, okay, I'm the owner of a team. Football, baseball, basketball, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm having everything downtown because of the draw. My season is not, I could compete. I think my sports better anyway. I could compete. Whatever that sport is I'm the owner of. I can compete with any other sports because mm-hmm. of the marketing you got to have. You got to have genius, genius at marketing. And if you can't market your own company, then something's not right. If you can't market yourself, if you can't market yourself, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Then you don't deserve to be downtown. Go way out somewhere west. <laughs> Go west. Mm-hmm. Go away from where you lose season tickets because they don't want to drive from the east part of the city to the west side. Mm-hmm. 
So I put everything downtown. Put downtown, yeah, like right San Diego. With the, my whole bringing this all up. You mentioned San Diego should be downtown by the sand and the beaches. Yeah, you put it downtown, but then no one wants to share a stadium. The Raiders still share a stadium. You no one wants to really share a stadium. They want their own stadium. They want to come in and know where everything is and don't have to fix stuff every because during baseball, because baseball and football, you know, preseason, and and I think I think it could go way into October somewhere. Football and baseball, if you share stadium, stadiums, football and baseball, you got a dirt field, you got a grass field. Right. And it costs a lot, too much money to change that over every week because baseball could play mm-hmm. three times a week. Mm-hmm. Football is once a week, but still one of the most popular sports. They play once a week. Mm-hmm. Football season, we're not even in football season, but everything's football. Mm-hmm. Baseball just started up. Hockey just in, well, we're about to end. But but I would have it downtown. That that stadium, um, Cal, Calcom, Qualcomm Stadium, mm-hmm. has to go in San Diego. And just but, start building that new one downtown. But where though? Yeah, it's not a lot of room downtown oh, San where? Diego. It's the, where? Yeah, you got the. I mean, it's a lot to do, and it make it so efficient because it's not so spread it out. Even so. if, yeah, even if you're in La Jolla and all that, like, you can get downtown in fifteen. But they 20 need minutes. to build. They need to build minutes. some. They need to build. Qualcomm's that stadium go. definitely downtown San Diego because that's that's my dream city. That's where I want to end up. It's perfect really? weather year round. <laughs> San Diego. Don't get oh mad. Oh my goodness! I didn't come on. Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that he, city right there, man? Vinci. Oh my. Not goodness. married. Never had kids. He lived in San Diego. Yeah. San Diego's a nice place, but that's not my dream city. That's I, my I could, goal. When I'm when I'm when it's all said and done, when I'm 50 years old, like yeah. Vincey, I'm I'm heading I'm heading west, San Diego, man. That's where I want to end why not, up. Why not? Why um, not? Why not south? Where Florida? Oh, yeah, Florida. Man, hurricanes, man. I worry about that stuff. Are you heading west? Yeah, worry about tornado. I was in San Diego and we had a tornado. I'm not a tornado, but an earthquake. We had an earthquake. I thought a bunch of trucks driving. That comes around what every. But San Diego gets them all the time, like LA does. But you never feel them. You rarely, you rarely. Right, feel right, them. right. It's the uh, not the earthquake. It's the aftershock. Uh, yeah, it's the aftershock that San Diego gets a lot. But on this one, I was there. It was. I thought a bunch of tractor trucks was driving through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I'm looking. I said, I don't see anything. And then you on the news say we just had an earthquake. <laughs> That's fine. That was, but it was. I mean, it's crazy. So it's. In a minute, San Diego is going to be L.A. Everything's going to have to happen as far as that fault line and where the, yeah, how these earthquakes yeah. sound. So it, it it's not bad. When they're talking about moving the charges to San Diego uh, to, to LA, L.A. now, with that, but you see, Philip Rivers not going. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Yep, that's exactly what I was about to touch on as well. He's not. He's not. He's saying they move to L.A. Why not? They move to L.A. He's not going to L.A. He can, he can make those demands because the, the, how he got to San Diego, it was a, a quarterback made that demand. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning said, "I'm first round. I'm not going to San Diego. Do you know there's a big talk? That's how they San Diego got Philip Rivers. I'm yeah. not going to San Diego. Mm-hmm. So they was, well, what, what you gonna do about it? You coming out of Ole Miss somewhere? Well, we'll draft you and we'll trade you. Or when we trade you, we not when we draft you, we not gonna trade you. So to not have that hassle, not have that nonsense going on, Philip Rivers ends up in New York, wins two Super Bowls, with one with the nine and seventeen, uh, beat." Tom Brady twice. Uh, Philip Rivers comes to San Diego. Now you look at his career. He has a he's that quarterback that still could get it done. Mm-hmm. 
I think when Ladanian and all those guys there, he had to carry the load. He never had a consistent running game. Uh, he I yeah, thought after passed, LT. Yeah, after LT. He still had Antonio, but Antonio started getting hurt. He had a toe, turf toe, mm-hmm. and then some with his hammy or something. Defense was falling apart. Defense Sean, falling Sean apart. Marion, Merriman. Sean Merriman went oh, to Buffalo. And he, I mean, in an instance, these guys are gone. Mm-hmm. We got Dougie B on the line. Dougie B, how nice of for you to join us. Told you, Antonio Holmes is old, man. Now you're talking about turf toe with him. See? No, no, I said Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. See how, oh, see how you came on late. Yeah, you showed enough there. You came on late. <laughs> <laughs> you came on late. But no, we was we we talking about a bunch of stuff. So are we still on that uh on that different? Because I got something else I want to ask you about. No, I just don't. Um, I just don't understand why Philip Rivers wouldn't want to go to L.A. You know, Philip's a country boy. That's fine, man. It's L.A. You can. He's married with kids. He's a country boy. Would you turn down L.A.? Yes, I would. The trip to L.A. I absolutely would. I wouldn't even. It wouldn't be a second thought in my head. And I'm talking, telling you, because he even ain't, then, he hasn't signed that that next extension. He's holding back, and looks like he wanted I, to become a free agent in 2016. Right. So he wanted to know what's going on with the team, and he has that right. Every so other would franchise. You, so would you make does. that jump if you the Chargers to jump up and go get Mariota right now? Yes, I know. Now you know you got to no, jump no. into the top five. Here's what you don't. Here's what you don't have to make that jump because Mariota can go number two to, to Tennessee, and Tennessee and San Diego can work out a deal. So you don't have to make that mm-hmm. jump. What you're gonna do is lose some money and some draft picks mm-hmm. for him. Now that and that's Tennessee being a, a screwed uh, negotiator. Yeah. That's Which that, I, in Tennessee part, I would I would do I would the do same. That, yeah, I would yeah. do that in a minute. I would but, yeah, I do it in a heartbeat as well. But that's if so San Diego really says that we're going to L.A. Because if they're they're still like let me ask you this, they still balancing right now. You don't take Mariota, do you? If you the Chargers, no, I'm not going. I'm not going up to get him. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not going up to get him because there might be some quarterbacks coming. There's some quarterbacks. In, who's the guy at Baylor? He he should be higher ranked higher than it is. Bryce Petty? He should be ranked number three. No. Over Hundley? Yes. Yes. I like Hundley. I like Hundley. Me too. But I'm going off what my team's going to need. They, they passed the football in, mm-hmm. in Baylor. Mm-hmm. I can hand the ball off to anybody, but I've been under the center in Baylor for the most part. I think he and Mar- Mariota uh, spent a little too much time in the shotgun running that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – I need somebody I can put under the center and run my offense as well and get used to it. The the only way you can get better in anything, the mother of it all, is repetition. You can read books and learn and all that stuff and, and cram, mm-hmm. but the problem with that is we only, like the school system, we only teach to test. Mm-hmm. We only teach to test. We don't teach for long term. So the mother of it all, of learning, is repetition. If you go through something over and over, you're going to learn it. Mm-hmm. You got a little two cents, Doug? I don't know, man. It, I'm not sold on Mariota or Winston both going top five, but for some reason I just don't see it right now. But with the NFL and some of those teams, I think they're going to take them just because of need and hope that they can transform them into what they need to be as far as an NFL quarterback. But I agree with Hundley. I think uh, – I was looking at Hundley a little bit, and with him and UCLA, that offense is a little bit similar more to a lot of the NFL offenses run. I think it's going to be easier for Hundley to come in and perform. But with that Baylor quarterback, Petty, you, I don't know, man. But 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 uh, James Winston has been under the center. James Winston, have, 
It's the same thing with Cam Newton. Everybody had their reserves against Cam Newton. And it had nothing to do with football. It was all his off the field and negotiation they had with Ole Miss, how he left Florida. They had reserve reservations on on Cam Newton. He came in. He was he's successful. I think he played too much as a quarterback. I think he take it serious. He, but we that's outside looking in, and that's a fan of the game. We want him to be what we want him to be, not where what his future or what his his goals and what he's striving to be. That's just being as a fan. I want my favorites to be what I want them to be, and that's a hundred percent wrong. You look at James Winston in the same category, in my opinion, he knows how to win. The guy knows how to win. Adverse situation, when he was going through all this stuff, and not that Mariota had to or should have had to, when James was going through all this stuff, he still had that composure on on his chosen sport, on football, on the field. He was still able to help his team win. He was still there for his team. Um, so that, I, look, I look at that as – do I want this type of leadership on my team? What can he be that leader? And it is when you draft, it is drafting for a need. But a lot of teams that I appreciate, like Pittsburgh Steelers, like the Rooney family, they don't bring idiots on their team. And if they happen one and one happen to slip through, they cut them right away, get rid of them right away, they trade them right away, they get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But that, there's only a handful of teams in a, in this league like that. So yeah, it is a need. And I like Huntley. I'm not. I didn't. I'm not bashing Huntley. I'm just saying. My need is mm-hmm. I need somebody to be accurately throwing the ball downfield. Yeah, I like Bryce Petty. He's a bad boy. I like he, he, he sure ain't is. scared you to he ain't scared numbers. to test you. He ain't scared to you know both he, sides of the field and he he's aggressive. I like Bryce Petty. He's not Brett Favre. Only but he reason Brett Favre mentality. Yeah. Only reason why I would go with Hundley is because of his athletic ability mm-hmm. and you know. Well, go ahead. See, part of the problem with the owners and coaches is they'll see a quarterback, and this might not be with Hundley. I'm just putting his name out there since we're talking about him. But they'll take a player like Hunley because of what he's done in college, and they'll try to transform him into a quarterback they want him to be instead of keeping the game plan on what his skills really are and what he's done in college. So you have a, a guy that's kind of in the shotgun pistol formation and is able to run out, but now you get him in the NFL and they want to make him a pass, you know, a pocket passer type under the quarterback center, and he's going to struggle in that because it's a totally different game. I see a lot of NFL owners and teams doing that with these quarterbacks, especially in the last couple of years. I, I agree with that. Here's where I disagree with the teams for doing that. Don't make if you've been watching some somebody for two years, and in football, it could be their red shirt freshman year, and they can come out. It could be their their sophomore year, they can come out. You've been watching somebody for that long. I, I agree with what you said, Doug. Don't try to change him to something. Draft him so he comes in if he fits your offense. And that's why a lot of teams – see, a lot of teams in college run a pistol and all this and those things and try to have 50 million plays in, in within five minutes. But they don't get these guys ready for the next level. They figure that somebody else's job is to do that once I draft you. So you draft a guy – if you drafted him, draft him for what your team does so he comes in and he plays – he has some success right away. I think Jameis Winston coming into the league – would be the out of all the quarterbacks, he'd be the most successful quarterback immediately before those other guys. And not to say they won't be, but if he's going to a team and, and you can look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and say, well, he have no choice. Look at them. He has mm-hmm. to win some because games. Of, and you're saying that because of the playbook he ran in college with Florida State, correct? Right, right. I'm saying that because what he ran in Florida State and Tampa Bay, and, and not because he's right there, because I've had some reserves about I would get him out of that state with all that nonsense going on, he's probably an hour away from from uh, from uh, Florida State. I get him out of there. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. if he's mature, if he if he can handle the success, if he can handle growing up, or if he's if he's if he's growing up like he said he is, and he's put the past behind him, then I I gotta invest a million dollars to find if that's true. And then yes, I'm taking him as my number one pick as a quarterback because I feel he can come in and do the things he did at Florida State, which our offense is somewhat similar. And I put some weapons around him, and I show up that defense. I have to give him a chance. Same way Tom Brady came in, he had a defense. They gave him a chance. They gave him more reps on a on a offensive side of the football to do so. Kwame Lashay Sports Talk. We'll take a quick break. Dougie B on the line. Jim Lashay in the studio. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On top. Here we go. It's just to rock around, to rock around. Actually, you don't need the number because we're just going to talk this one out. Formula Sports Talk, Jim Rashe in the studio. Doug will be on the line. The... NBA hasn't named Coach of the Year, have they? Not yet. Mm-hmm. Is it Steve Kerr? Uh, yes. You think in my, so? In my stand, but yeah. Steve Kerr. First year. It's either him or Jason Kidd. I think it. yeah. I like it's Jason Kidd. either him Kidd. or Jason Kidd. But Jason Kidd, no. Jason Kidd going to get some votes. He got his team. He got the, uh, what are they, Milwaukee. He got them in. He got them in the playoffs. He got them in the playoffs. He got them a winning season. And that's without Jabari Parker, too. Without, yeah, without Jabari Parker. I mean, but but you know what? This trades and everything. I mean, it just where Milwaukee came from last season. But I think I think Jason Kidd, for whatever reasons you do not like him, is the same reason why he's successful. And I, and I say this athletically wise, uh, and 
cerebral. The reasons a lot of people don't like Jason Kidd, and they have their own reason, but that's the same reason why he's successful there. He left New York, went to Milwaukee. Uh, he demanded that, I'm out of here. Get, let me get, you better get me out of here. Mm-hmm. But he takes a young team like Milwaukee, and he's gonna get first. He's gonna get some first place votes, but I don't think he'll get it. So it's great that he gets some first place votes, but he takes a young team like Milwaukee, and about to give them some playoff experience. Mm-hmm. And he has some people hurt, guys hurt on that team, and they'd probably get thrashed in the first round. Who, who they play? Chicago. They might get thrashed. They probably Chicago or they get thrashed in the first round. You think so? Oh yes. Whoever they play. They done. Well, yeah, definitely a team like Chicago. It's not it's not gonna be an experience you wanna remember, but it's gonna be experience that they can build up up build up on, you know, for the future. Yeah, exactly. They you, you you get your butt whooped, you fail, but you that's the best learning experience you can ever learn from is by failure. That's how you become that's where you see your real leaders jump in from. Um, you know, the greatest players talk about it, a failure. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, these guys failed over time, time, time after time, and, you know, they came out very successful. You learn that at a young age, especially with a young core team that Milwaukee has without your so, supposedly your best player in Jabari Parker, and that just builds a way a, a better team. And let, let's not forget, this is Jason Kidd's second time, second, second year, year ever coaching. Yeah. Right out, right off the floor. Right off the floor from a different city of Brooklyn, going to a small town like Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Are you kidding me? But I mean, Steve Kerr though, first year, well, Golden State. I mean, he pretty much took Mark, Mark Jackson's Jackson. team. They were going to be this successful anyway, and I don't know about sixty six wins, but I think Mark they were going to be a top three team in the West for sure. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, and I, and I I think Mark Jackson put that team in place to be successful. Steve Kerr just came in and let those guys play. He didn't change. He, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not in there if he put a lot of his philosophy on it, but he said, guys, you got to do this, do that. Steve Kerr is an NBA champion as well. So there are some things that he can tell these guys and get them to the next level, or he wouldn't have been hired as a coach. But actually he was he had coaching options. But because I think, <laughs> man, this is me, his daughter playing college out there, mm-hmm. but he wanted to be closer to Sacramento. He wanted to be closer uh, to his daughter in college where he can – you know, he can get a chance to see her play. I guarantee his speech in the locker room was, guys, Just day go, one. Go do you. It's championship or bust. Because this team, some of y'all are not going to be here next, se- next season. S- some of y'all will be. This is the last time this core team. Y'all been together for three, four years now. Championship or bust. But see, you can say that about. Um, Milwaukee? No. No, you can say that about the Oklahoma City Thunders. They Everybody don't. Ooh, everybody, those injuries, though, man. Yeah, but they three or four years. And injuries coming to play. See these guys in the, uh, these guys um the the Golden State they haven't been as injured except for their center who I, I wanted to get more tough, be more tough tougher than he is. But they haven't been that. So I, I think Jason Kidd will get some first place votes, but I think Steve Curry will get the um, coach of the year. Mm-hmm. You have any? You agree with that, Doug? Who's your coach of the year? You know, I mean, looking at. Just overall, I've got to go with Kerr. Just the way he's got that team playing. And he's if you watch him on the bench, he's so laid back. But then he'll throw you snaps of this fiery, just little fierce Kerr coming out. And I remember when he was over the Phoenix, too, uh, a couple years back. But, yeah, my, my vote would definitely be with Kerr this year. What about... Um... 
What about Fisher? Possibly taking his team. I don't. I don't think any guys should tank. Really, I'll tell you why. I thought you were about to say Fisher for Coach of the Year. I was about to walk out this studio. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. that's why I got a, a radio, I got a show. I know a little something. Look, <laughs> um, they could have had the lottery, uh, one or two. Them beating the uh, Atlanta Hawks. I think that takes. Uh, and he said he wouldn't apologize, and I understand that. And I don't believe in tanking. I don't believe in tanking just to get a pick here and there. I, albeit it would help. You can get that lottery pick, but it might take you down to that sixth pick, that sixth place in the lottery. They beat the Atlanta Hawks, and they possibly might have lose that first round, that first pick in the lottery. Um, you think he should have apologized for any of that? Because you asked me to coach, you asked me to coach. You asked me to put everything I have into being successful. But mm-hmm. then you asked, and there's no Carmelo, but then you asked me to lose games. That mentality, I've always thought that mentality to lose games and lose them on purpose changed the dynamics of who you are and who your team is supposed to be. Albeit you may get the number one pick. You might get that, who's a Duke? You might be getting the number one player coming out of college this year. Man, he'll be a perfect pick for the Knicks. Yeah, he he'll would. be a perfect fit with Carmelo. But do you do you do you try to lose games? Do you tank as a coach? Do you tank as as players? Because when you as soon as you tank, two of those players are gonna be gone anyway. I don't think it's necessarily a tanking issue. What you call I think it? it's just when you're playing bad basketball or playing bad, you just have a flat out bad season. There's a lot of poison that's going on in that locker room in the organization. Things aren't going right. You're losing. So it's just like quicksand. You're just going to keep drowning yourself, drowning yourself. Where nothing positive is going to come out, you know, you're going to hear the same speech from the coach. Come on, guys, give me effort. Just go out there and give me effort. Coach, we, we, we're we not doing good. I've you're sitting mellow. I mean, with them sitting mellow, yeah, that has something to do. I can see a tanking-wise, but you don't want to waste a superstar that you, you know, you don't want to put more damage upon his years, you know, because he's – you still gonna look at Carmelo the next season after. If we get a lottery pick, if we get a top five pick, top three pick, you want to combine that with Carmelo and make sure he has a comeback healthy as ever. You don't want to linger any injuries going into the next season with your superstar player. Plus, they got a lot of money to spend for Madison Square for the New York Knicks. They got a lot of money in the off season. They gonna pick up an agent. They gonna pick up a free agent. Yeah, but I, I, I I've heard all those losing speeches. I've heard coaches on their way out the door. Uh, this is not the case with Derek Fisher. He's how, not, how, how, is, how is he going to – I can say this at the same time and think one thing. How is he going to be great? Well, you'd be great by putting your philosophy and these guys buying into it. You could be great by getting the first pick in the draft. Uh, you could be great by getting guys out of free agency and, and them coming there to buy into, buy into your philosophy. Then you can win games. You are playing in New York. It, it does – it does mean something, depending on where you play. That does mean something. But you don't want to bring guys in and say, hey, I'm just here to get paid. You don't right. want to bring those guys right. in because they know the guaranteedness of a, a NBA contract mm-hmm. as well as do baseball guys. I can't even, honestly, I can't even name you the New York Knicks starting five right now. Right. So those players, most of those guys are not going to be there anyway. Those guys are just playing just to get paid right Some now. Some of them in the hospital. I don't Some of them think... stabbed. Broken ankle. <laughs> no, those are the Pacers. <laughs> yeah. Who's sitting in the AFC right now. Right. Which I told y'all. They sitting in the AFC. They got one more game, don't they? They win yep. tonight. If they win tonight, they will be no, they tomorrow, a right? half game up. No, they play tonight. They play tonight and they play tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last game of the okay, NBA tomorrow's season. Tomorrow's the last one. Then. Tomorrow's, yeah. yeah tomorrow's, tomorrow's the last game and they got – Memphis on the schedule, which I hope that Memphis sits Mark Gasol and Are you crazy? Boys. Why would they? Well, they in the fourth. They can't. They Memphis has nowhere to go. 
But right. I, I don't know if I'm sitting my player. I think that's there's no benefit as a player. You wouldn't mind sitting out because in your mind you think, yeah, we gonna ball anyway. This we want. This is a rest period. I don't right. know, Popovich. I don't know if he's resting his guys. I don't know Hell if he's gonna no, rest. No, he's his not. Guys. But they went. They right now they the winners team in basketball. The run they eleven went, straight. Right, the run they've been on eleven straight. But they went from a five seed to to the number, number two. two. <laughs> eleven straight. Now. That's what they do. Who is it, the Pelicans? The Pelicans, they play the Pelicans tonight, so. That's going to be a at the huge Pelicans, game. They, he, he better come to play because if they win this game, they could shut the um, uh, Oklahoma City Thunders out. They could shut them down. Mm-hmm. If they win tonight in the OKC. But I don't know. If Pop, I think Pop has played his guys for three quarters, and they get out of there healthy. They You sit them down. Win, lose, or draw because you're okay. not going anywhere. I think so. So, they, so Pelicans got to keep playing. But at the same time, the Clippers and the Pel- and the Spurs are tied for that two three seed. Yeah. But so do you play? I want that number two seed. You sure? Mm, yes. Yeah, I yes. do. Yes. Because if you go number three, you you play in Memphis. You play in Memphis, and that <laughs> defense. You, yeah. But if you number two, the Spurs they struggle against Dallas, who Dallas is sitting at the seventh seed. They always struggle against Dallas. They all. Always, they could be the world champions. They struggle against Dallas. But they 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 struggle against Memphis, but they haven't lost in a series against Memphis. I don't think Memphis has ever beaten San Antonio. They were close. Dallas too. The last they, they too, they three too years. much of a debacle, in my opinion. Dougie B. I'm still just caught up on the whole Derek Fisher thing because as a player, I don't want to go out there and lose a game because I have that competitive nature to win whatever game I can. And especially since we were talking about the fact that you've got these guys that might not even be on the team, they're going to be complaining just for the fact to try to raise their draft or their stock a little bit so these other teams possibly can pick them up if they know they're not going to be there. So I mean, Derek Fisher's in a definitely in a tough situation to you know to tell these guys. Lose? I don't think he. I don't think it comes from him though. But you're right. They, if you're trying to tank, and I'm trying to showcase myself, those two things don't matter. You can't. You can't do one without the other. You can't do one and be successful in the other. You can't ask me to tank as a player, and I don't even know. I don't think that will come from Dirk Fisher. I, I just. I don't think it did either. Yeah, I think no. it came from upstairs. Yeah, Phil. Because I mean, the GM is going to be the one that wants that lottery pick over the coach. It's hard to tell a guy to go out there and not play hard. You, you, We've all went in the gym and played, say, I, I don't really want to play, but y'all need a fifth. And you say you're not going to play hard, but one guy hit a shot on you, you say, okay, that can't happen no more. I got to lock him down. So, you, And most times you get hurt, and in this case, the Knicks might get hurt by losing this lottery pick. It's hard to Well, and look, and they beat Atlanta. I mean, that put some clout into these guys, even though you got the worst record in the NBA or tied for the worst record, you beat the number one team in the Eastern Conference. They beat the Spurs too this year. To it. They beat up the Spurs this year, the New York Knicks. It doesn't what, matter. What did they do? You're what, not what, what, winning no mean? ball games with Bariani, Langston Galloway, so Tim Hardaway tank. Jr. I'm not saying you can win with tank. Tim Hardaway They're Jr. Not, you're not just you're not going to go out there and win ball games. Okay, what I'm asking you. You're not tanking you, it. You, you just name. you know you're not going to win. Well, without, how, did, how, how did they beat Atlanta? Atlanta just took them for granted, like San Antonio. Atlanta probably took them from granted. So San Antonio, a, a world. When did they play? When did they beat Atlanta? Excuse they me. The other day. The other day. Yes. And you know what time of the year this is? Right. Right now. Oh, Atlanta's oh, sitting on top twelve games in the number one seat. I'm pretty sure those guys. You know what time of the year played it is about right fifteen now? minutes. Okay. You know. <laughs> and they're starters. You know, you know what time they it is? They hold starters yet? rest. Why you think San Antonio gonna play tonight for that number two and number three spot? And if Atlanta, that's different. That's in the West. In the, the East, I'm it's saying, already. Unless Atlanta has nowhere no to go. To. 
Yeah. Atlanta's number one already. They have nowhere to go. There's no they, need to play Jeff Teague 40 minutes against the New York Knicks against I Tim Hardaway Jr. Him That's Tim, not going to make you, you better for the playoffs. You can win with Tim Hardaway Jr. You can win with Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> you can win with him You asked me to tell some grown men to lose. I'm not telling them to lose. You, you exactly you're just you not going to win. <laughs> It's not about they you can go out there teams. and have your best who game is ever. Who fault is it? Phil you Jackson. Take, no, no. Who fault is it if you take the Knicks for granted? Phil Jackson. No, it's the team who's playing against them. You took it for granted. I don't care if you got anything to lose or not. I'm not going into a season with that taste in my mouth or I'm losing. I can say, okay, we let them win. We're getting up for this. We're going to get up for this one right mm-hmm. here because this is a real team we're going to play. And this means this has some implications on some Even stuff. with their those players not playing – they full minutes on like the Atlanta Hawks or the San Antonio Spurs. Even with them not playing full minutes, you Thursday. still that still makes you upbeat. Like, wow, we beat the Hawks. Thursday, Thursday we gonna have this conversation. So get you get you, <laughs> get on your knowledge, please. Um, but please. tomorrow is the last uh, game of the regular season in the NBA. Come on, we'll come back. We talk player. Come on, two Pacers. wins, hmm. two wins. Come on, sports talk. Dougie B on the line. Jim Lachey in the studio. We out. We talk to you guys on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>